0: Hey, Ms. Bahawk here with Blake Shite, And in today's video slash podcast episode, one of the things that we're really excited to dive into, we were just talking off air like, What is something that we would click on when we were younger trainers or coaches? My background, for anybody who's not familiar, I came from kind of 10 years in the fitness industry as a trainer, explored all the niches you can think of from teaching boot camps all the way to being an online coach and managing a roster of Cirque du Soleil performers, MLB players, everyday people. And so I'm excited to share what I've learned because I've kind of moved a little bit on to applying my coaching in a marketing format. So teaching people how to like turn their computers on and record podcast episodes. And Blake is very heavily in the fitness coaching world and he is still in the trenches acquiring clients online. And he is somebody who started on site and really i've watched him grow over the years so there's a lot that is kind of rich right now i feel in our experiences that i know one day we're going to look back at and be like why didn't we talk about that why didn't we document it in some way so hopefully this place is this feed is a place to do that and along the way if you're you know on a similar path absorb whatever you can take whatever doesn't work for you our ultimate goal is to kind of help arm you with tools that we really wish we had when, when we were starting out. What do you think, Blake? Does that sound about right? Man, for sure.
1: Yeah. So many lessons I had to learn the hard way. So wish there were something more like this when I was starting out a couple of years ago. Yeah. Again, Mizba mentioned who I am. I've, I've been coaching fitness for probably almost eight years now, but full-time around three and a half to four and been doing remote the whole time. So very excited and just want to help people guide anybody and just be a, you know, just, just a resource of a little bit more from the business perspective and then, and then science Also, but but also just really trying to help the coach get their first 10 clients and just try to figure out how to grow their business, because if you don't have anybody who's paying to come to you, you can't do the good work that you want to help people with.
0: Right. Yep. And that is the focal point of today, because. How do you get your first couple clients when you don't have any experience, you don't have a reputation? A lot of advice that's out there that I would search on and click on myself still would be designed towards having some type of credibility or else I wouldn't see some of those strategies working. So I'm excited to think through that. How does somebody who is maybe fresh in this Mm -hmm. industry or even if you're going from onsite to online, even though it's still in the fitness industry, there's a feeling of being fresh, like nobody knows who you are and you have to figure out how to tell them that. So. Blake, what do you think, because you are kind of closer to that feeling of being like, I, I still know and remember what it's like to get your first 10, but you you probably have a visceral feeling surrounding that because <laughs> it is it is tough, man. The first 10 is is really hard. I remember the grind. So I'm curious what, anything you took away from your first 10?
1: Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's a while ago now. So I'm trying to think through it. So first off, I would say one mistake I made was I, I lowered my prices to crazy low prices because I wanted to take anybody who was willing. So I had, it, it right out the bat just showed I wasn't 100% confident in myself. And maybe there's some good reason to that. Like, you know, I had, I had a certification, but I didn't. I was still learning how to do this remotely. And so what I would say is like, yes, you're right. Try to get as much credibility as you can, but really start with with people who love you. Like that, if Mm -hmm. you want to like, if you want to get your first 10, get some people who would believe in you, even if you kind of use them as guinea pigs and mess up a little bit. Now that sounds terrible, but that's going to be really real. Like, we're going to keep it real. We're going to get you going. The people that'll be the most gracious and won't give you a bad review. If you made a mistake or something went went wrong with your meeting, or you had a miscommunication for your console. And so you missed it. Like do that with. Your brother or cousin or best friend. So, like, I've been coaching one of my best friends up in Baltimore. I'm I'm in currently in Lakeland, Florida, but Baltimore City, Maryland, for three and a half years. He you know, he started with me pretty early on and has been with me ever since. And so. He's kind of watched me evolve and get more professional and better and learn some of those things, but he's been he's been with me all the way through. Those are the kind of people you want to think about 10 of them. And yep. one of the things I did actually during the pandemic as I was trying to grow my remote business is I literally went down if I if you can't find a list of people, go on your social media if you have one, go down the list of all of your friends and literally try to message each one of them with like just a pitch. Hey, would you try this with me for free for a one month and see if it's something that you enjoy? So all the pre there's, there's no risk, right? If you have no credibility, you want to create a no risk kind of idea to, or, or business kind of pitch to them that makes it really easy to say, yeah, I'll give it a try. I did that. I went through, I think I went through like 1500 friends on Facebook and I hit up about 20 people a day uh, i don't know probably for like 10 days or whatever i don't even know if that math works out and uh, yeah. and i wound up getting 10 i got 10 people that way that signed that's up wild. and out of that out of that free month i think i kept 80 percent of them
0: yeah dude here's the thing that's really important about what you said is offer you need an offer to be like you need an offer that's, that's mm-hmm. not just like hey i'm gonna can i coach you can i train you like i don't know that's not really compelling and if right. there is a compelling way that you can I'll give you an example you know my fiance's friend is someone who does fitness classes and just moved right is looking for a trainer but doesn't want to go to a you know a gym it's taking too long to kind of find one and you know the specific problems when you ask her like oh what do you actually want out of your fitness would and the the goals are very simple and they're worded not in a way maybe that I would word it right it's like oh, I, you know, I want to be able to look great in a bikini. I want my booty to be strong for my pole dancing classes. I want this, this, and this. Like, you know what I mean? Like that language is something that I couldn't manufacture. But if you were to be able to take that data that you heard and – Say it back to somebody like, Oh, I could totally help you with a lot of glute exercises. We could work on your core so that when you're, right. whether you're doing pole dancing or you're out on the beach, you look great. That is a better visual for that person than, Hey, I'll, I'll coach you online and I have an app, you know, and I'll give you a workout a day. It's like, Okay, well, that doesn't sound. At all, like something that I would say yes to, but as soon as you have data on, okay, this is what somebody really wants out of it. Now you can make a specific offer that actually solves a problem. So the first 10 people, like you said, are what I would say inner circle who is your not just family and friends but they could be past you know coworkers or friends yeah. of friends you know people who are kind of very close like in that network one or two connections away and i know you're going to price yourself at really low in the beginning but even with that math i think you should go what does a full time version of this look like right so how many clients do i need to make the amount of money that i want And you're going to be surprised that it's not really more than 25, 50, 100, like unless you're selling yourself for like $5 a month or $10, like you, you, you're not going to need that many clients. So getting through 10 is a very, very inspirational goal because it does break a barrier. You get a lot of data and you can start to build systems from that. So one you mentioned needing an offer, right? How do you actually you need an offer. yep Two, here's the challenge I would say. Instead of making it a big web, make a website, make a sales page, try to you don't have communicate. To, no. Yeah. Try to communicate your offer in 1,000 characters. So go to, it's. I think it's called Hemingwayapp.com. And what it does hmm. when you put your cop, any writing in there, it scores it based on reading level. You never want your reading level and stuff to be above sixth grade or, eighth grade. It should be very, very easy to understand almost fourth to sixth grade reading level. And that's that simplicity means you're communicating your offer with something. Okay, I can easily understand this. And then also the character count. The reason I said a thousand characters is because in an Instagram DM, which is probably in today's day and age, this is going to change before it used to be Facebook messenger, you know, email, whatever, like Instagram is where people are hanging out. You might, Want to reply to a story, you might want to message somebody, and the limit for a message is about a thousand characters. So, what do you think of that? If you spend your time crafting an offer that ultimately becomes the beginning point of a script or a template that you can easily customize also for each person, but You don't have to, because here's the struggle I would run up against early on. I know that I needed to reach out to people or else nobody's going to find out about me. But what would make it stressful is crafting that message. Oh, I got to say the perfect thing. I got to, you know, this all has to be right. And so instead of sending a hundred a day, you're going to send two a day. And you're not going to get any business if you're sending like two a day and You're spending hours and hours on something that might not even get seen. You got to figure out the right balance of volume in the beginning because ultimately that is what filters its way down into the 10 that you're looking for.
1: Yeah, like definitely. I was just thinking like there are two types of coaches and like the people who make it in remote coaching from what I can see are people who can sell for themselves and be able to get out there. Otherwise, you're just waiting, you're doing the globo gym, waiting for someone to bring people through the door for you. And that's not how this is going to work. People are not going to come to you because you have a website or because you got a million certifications. They're going to come to you because you went to them and pitched them quickly and efficiently and in a way that they could understand. And they they went with it. Now, I would say the next step from there is once you get that 10, then you coach. And this is where you're either going to make it or not because then you got to make those people get results because if you can get 10 people to get results with you, then yeah. they're going to go 10, tell 10 more people, and you're going to have 20 clients, and that's how you grow. But the pitch, like Misma is saying, is huge. And I, I'm just a firm believer that if most people who are starting out are not going to have an exuberant amount of confidence because you don't have a ton of, you don't have a portfolio to, to, to point people to and say, you're, you're the jam, you are it. So what you have to do is you just got to create a low, you got to create something people want, sell that and make it a really low risk offer. Yeah. So, and then once you start getting more demand, you can make it more risky because you don't need, you don't have to be as risky, but at first the first thing you want to do is is make it as low risk as possible. So I loved like I went from I'm going to give you a month for free, which sounds crazy, to I'll give you a week for free when I started getting some traction. It's yep. like just because in a week, in a week, you're going to be able to figure out, do you like this? Do you like me? Is this something that's going to work for you? And then you know bam it's it's either a good waste of your time it's a waste of their time or it's something that's going to be beneficial but you didn't need to wait a whole month and i remember getting really exhausted after that but when i was starting i was so hungry and you kind of have to have a little bit of that hunger yeah. that you're willing to put up and do that you also have more time to start building out systems yes for those 10 people and, and some blueprints of how to adjust those to personalize them for people, but that you don't have to make it from scratch. And that, while you only have 10, will be beneficial when you have 30, 40, and 50, because you don't want to be building from, from nothing at that point. <laughs> so, I got
0: that same exact advice when I had under 10 people, when I had whatever, like t- under 20, and as I crossed 40, 60, that is very mm-hmm. true, that... You, I really wish I used more of that time. Like I did build out those systems, but when you have to deliver for that many clients, like building out systems is harder. You're also gonna learn that aside from making those pitches, You're going to have to create some type of content and figure out a way to get yourself out there, a content that you like to make. And that's what's going to get you off of the wheel of having to pitch yourself as much. And just to, you know, that hunger that you talked about, that's something that is present in every industry, right, where the reward Mm -hmm. of a career in anything is usually the time that you're putting in, the expertise and skills you develop. So, you know, there are certain lawyers you can get free consultations with, but then there are other lawyers where are you, you know, they're going to charge you $5,000 just for that first call, just because they've created that demand and, you know, they've been in business for 30 years or whatever it is. So knowing that first 10, you're not going to, always pick people who you want forever and who are ideal. I know my first 10 yeah. were people who I wanted them to do individual coaching, but then like they were doing a lot of group classes. And quite frankly, years later, when I scaled and got to sixty, seventy, like some of my roster was people who wanted to do group stuff, but that was just the wrong audience for me to be focusing and pitching my attention too, because it ju- it's like, you know, you're going against homeostasis. They want to do something else. And so you're wasting all of your time, which is essentially your money on convincing right. someone who's not even ready or is going to be. So you need to be able to sniff that out as a salesperson early on because your time is valuable. Let's say you're working a full-time job while you're doing this and you're trying to get your 10 clients that you're delivering for free yeah. for a while. Like you need to make good decisions. So those 10 people aren't a waste of time. And like you said, Blake, you ended up with 80, 90% who stuck with you afterwards. That's the dream scenario from a free thing that mm-hmm. you put yourself out there and say, you know, whether it's yeah, a that's week not or normal. Whatever. Yeah, that's not normal. Yeah. But you get the idea. It's, it's don't, you don't want everybody to leave after that free thing and not take you up on it because that's just a waste of your time and resources. And you only have 10 slots or 20 slots. We have a threshold. So it matters who is in it. So, also, when people leave, don't get depressed because it can feel like a hit to your ego. Think of it yeah. as a way that it is opening up a spot for an even better person because it usually is. It just doesn't seem or feel like that in the moment when it happens.
1: For sure. Well said. I, you know, to, to kind of recap as we kind of get ready to conclude. Yeah. I would just say, you know, we, we talked about really start with people that will be Let's be honest, be easy yeses for you to kind of build your momentum wheel, get you a little bit going. You can even say, man, I've got, I've, you know, I'm taking just 10 people right now. I want to really hone this in. I've already got eight slots filled. So I only have two left, right? Th- those are the, that's kind of what you want. So take on easy. Easy easy. yeses, people who are in your corner who want you to succeed, start there and then go out from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like I think what you said, Misbah, was great, just the idea of making sure you can – you know your pitch. It's a thousand words or less. That's a long – <laughs> that's
0: a two-page paper
1: I know. in college yeah
0: uh, a thousand characters is like sorry. a couple sentences basically
1: yeah think of like a tweet right like almost yeah that's a uh, what's that Fifty fifty 50 characters
0: or something a tweet is 250 characters so think of it as like four tweets okay which is still pretty short like that's like a long you know yeah. whatever but you get the idea it should be concise you being able to i think like as you're crafting that offer that you're about to it's You know, being honest is another one I wanted to slip in there. Like, if you don't have experience, don't be like, oh, I'm the best at this. Like, don't make crazy claims and set crazy expectations. Be like, hey, I'm just starting out. I'm offering this thing. I'm curious if you want to try it. And early adopters will, you know, people who like you and stuff, they'll want to. For sure. When you go to a barbershop, there's apprentices who are offering work, you know, haircuts for like $5, $10, just because they need the practice, they want the practice. And people know that going in that, hey, this is a beginner, but they take the risk, right? Like, you're not gonna, if you're choosing the right people, like you said, easy yeses to add on to that one, you want to choose people who know a little bit less than you. And that is like, you're following people who know a lot more than you, but if you ask mm-hmm. our, your grandmother or you ask your, you know, friend's friend, like they don't know like how to, you know, they don't know about proteins and carbs and fats. They don't know about, you know, how walking and how sunlight and all these different things kind of work that like you do and you know how to turn sure. it into a design or whatever it is. So if you, if you go to a starving audience, they will appreciate it, right? If you go to people who, aren't gonna appreciate it, you're gonna really work uphill against it. So sorry for interjecting there, but yeah, that was another sure. layer I wanted to no, add. No,
1: no. I think you saved somebody, some some people, some bullets right there. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, oh that was a that was a bad one. I'm glad I didn't get that client. Right. So just to re- recap a thousand characters, all right. Keep it simple, right? Start with people who are in your corner, and want you to succeed, and then really make it simple. Like your pitch has to be something a I think you said a fifth grader could understand, right? So at a fifth grade reading level or less. So that's just very clear, very easy. And and get it out. That way it's just like you can push that out. I remember I actually copy and pasted my, my main portion of my pitch and then personalized the intro and the outro. And just sent those out so I could copy paste intro outro. I, I remember I was going so fast a couple times I sent the wrong intro and outro to the wrong people. Yeah, and they're like Blake, why, what? My name's not Kathy. Why did you send that? You know, right. And I was like, oh, sorry, I meant to send that to somebody else. But anyways, since I have you, would you like to start doing remote coaching with me? Right, right. You know, anything's It's an opportunity. But you know, just just make sure that it's efficient, effective, and get out there and get people, and then just start coaching and and like. Like Misbah and I always say to each other, like, if you don't start trying to fail forward, like, as you're trying to learn this, like, you're never going to get started. Yeah. So you just got to get out there, learn it, you know, be apologetic when you screw up and just just get after it. You you know more than you probably think you do. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be more of a help to someone that doesn't. And there's a lot of people who don't want to go to gyms. They want to work out from home and they would rather you, pay you to do the thinking on how to get them results with minimal equipment at the house, this is just post COVID. This is how our world is. There are thousands of people that will work with you that that are that very experienced. I mean that those were my first ten clients. Were all people and they weren't my first ten clients, but but my that those ten clients I got in that way were were people that wanted to work out from home mm-hmm. with bands, maybe one dumbbell, and their backyard. Yeah. So you can help people.
0: And I think like if there's one action item you take away from this, right, it is to make that script and put it in your notes so it's easily copy and pasteable. Mm-hmm. You can make sure we'll do another episode where we get into the weeds about writing a script and whatnot, but make sure you personalize it, all that good stuff. But your only task is to try to send out and get to 100 pieces of outreaches quick as you can, right? Because that will allow Mm -hmm. you to not overthink reaching out to friends and family. You start to get into a flow, whether it takes you a week to do that or a couple days, like like, that's 10 times the amount of clients you want, right? So out of a hundred pieces, if nobody is saying anything, you're doing something wrong and reach out to us and we will help Mm -hmm. you. But if You do send that out. I guarantee you, you will get a couple of responses. It's just the mental fear of actually writing it and sending it out because you're like, oh, I'm not ready yet. I don't have, I don't know how energy systems and how to do this and that, but you know what? You will get ready. And you will learn what you need to learn when there's a person on the other side. And that's not just me saying that or Blake saying it. Dr. John Berardi is somebody who's renowned in the fitness and nutrition coaching industry. And he did research on how many people actually stay on as trainers and coaches, right, once they start. And the people who actually, you know, don't quit after a year or so are the ones that get to their first five clients because having five people keeps you on like you don't even though you worry and you stress i'm not good enough whatever you still at the end of the day are writing the program or delivering or talking to them and it keeps you a little bit more out of your head than when you're no clients and there's there's no so true nothing motivating you right so the way you get to that to be as odd like I know people really, really crap on outreach and sending cold DMs and all that stuff, but this is not that. This is actual, like, you are, you know the person or are genuinely interested, and a lot of times they'll be happy that you reached out if it works out. So good luck with that. I think that is kind of something that yeah. I really encourage people to try, even if you already have a couple clients, like, to get your next couple, if you times... Like, whatever clients you want, if you need three, send 10 times the amount of those messages out and see what happens. That's 30, you know? And
1: absolutely. That's a low number, too. Like, you could do 300 probably, you know, in sales, but make it doable for people. That's why I say, like, if you have a thousand friends on Facebook, even if you haven't talked to them in a while, hit them all up. You have no idea that somebody would be excited that you haven't talked to them in five years. And it'd be a great way to rekindle that friendship over fitness. A hundred percent, one stone, right?
0: A preview for another future episode on this that we can couple is basically teaching people how to create conversations through content, right? So rekindling those old relationships. I've had a lot of that that I've seen with my clients who, once they started doing some of that people, they haven't talked to in three years, five years, came out of the woodwork or like, Hey, I've been actually thinking of getting a trainer. Like, what are your, what are your prices look like or whatever? And that's all you need to be like, all right, here's what it is. It's actually free for two weeks or whatever your, your jam is. So yeah, Blake and I are here for you. Best of luck on your journey to the first 10 to make it even simpler. Get to the first three, get to the first five, but first 10, Mm -hmm. when you get there, you're really, you're really in it. You're doing it and make sure to reach out to us on Instagram, Ms. on Instagram and finish site for Blake. And uh, we'd love to hear anything you'd love to hear about on this show or your thoughts or comments. Don't hesitate to reach out.